Welcome to the Campervancast, the podcast where Dan and Lee will take you step by step through the process of choosing, buying, repairing, maintaining and converting your very own campervan, all via the wonderful medium of audio. And we're going to be filming it too, so you can watch it on the Coombe Valley Campers YouTube channel. This week, we are going to be discussing campervan insurance. Yes, and we are going to ensure this is a very good episode. Oh, very clever. It's, You've been waiting all day to say that. I've been waiting a while. We haven't done a um, podcast for a while, so all these puns and jokes have been flying around in my head, and there's a couple more to come, oh, don't you worry. Oh my god. Okay, right, so... Welcome back, everybody. I'm saying hello to the camera for YouTube. I'm going to say hello to our guest who's waiting in the wings. And hello, Dan. How are you being? It's been, what, three, four weeks since we've done the last podcast? It's been a while, yeah. So we've had to take a little break. Mm. Um, and yeah, we're we're ready. We've got a good guest here today. We've had a little chat already. Um, it's an interesting topic as well, because this first season of the campervan cast has all been about buying a campervan mm-hmm. and the process of it and obviously when you buy a vehicle legally you need to insure it so that's the step today definitely and it's quite an interesting story how we got to this point and how we're gonna um, introduce our next guest but before we start we are recording this on the 12th of april 2021 and it is the first day that our Real lockdown restrictions have been eased to the point where we can get a haircut, we can go and have a pint in a garden, and we can, you know, we can actually start introducing ourselves and other businesses can open and we can just introduce ourselves back into reality a bit. So what is, apart from maybe a haircut, what is the first thing you are going to do? I can get away with not having a haircut because I just <laughs> I'm glad shave you it down to a zero. <laughs> Tip of my tongue, that one. So what are you going to be doing, mate? Well, if you're watching on YouTube, you may have seen I've had a haircut and that was a bit of a, um, a home DIY job. Can't um, tell. No, I think it's amazing. <laughs> Izzy um, did it at home, and I was a little bit worried because she'd found a video on YouTube of how to cut hair, and we know finding a video on YouTube could be a great way of doing it yourself. I was a bit concerned. <laughs> I was a bit concerned when she watched half of the video and then proceeded to turn the clippers on and start. Um, but yeah, I nailed think, it. I, I don't think this. it came out too bad. Considering, no, it looks very smart. It looks um, very so smart. yeah, that was that was that one. Um, I think yeah, just a. It's a, a step closer to normality, maybe, could we say, these, yeah. these restrictions, isn't it? We can see a few different faces and yeah, more places opening. So I'm taking a rare up. day off tomorrow, and we're going straight to um, one of our most uh, beloved National Trust sites um, just to get out and sort of take the kids out with us because it's Easter half term at the moment, isn't it, as well? So we're going to get straight out, and then we've got a meal booked for Saturday in Brighton. Oh, nice. Treating yourself. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait to go there. A nice uh, pub, which will do us a vegan roast. I look forward to that. So. Amazing. Yeah, mm. I think everyone's looking forward to getting into the beer gardens and stuff and mm. all that sort of excitement. So, yeah. But you said um, also about this season of podcasts that we're doing. Yes. We made some quite big decisions a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? We announced these. If you're only listening to the podcast, you haven't watched it on YouTube yet. YouTube yet. Um, we are going to release our podcasts in seasons right and this that we're doing now is the episode 10 of season one and we're going to do 10 episodes per season yep this first season as you said is going to be all about buying and choosing your camper van and we are going to be finishing up nicely as you've already said also with insurance and then next season we haven't got a date yet as to when it's to be released, but we want to keep it regular. So we reckon about four to six weeks time, something like that from this date. Um, and it's all going to be about how to then convert your van, right? So we're going to be speaking to um, guests from 
sound deadening suppliers, from electrical suppliers, from raw material suppliers, and just campervan conversion parts specialists as well. So expect lots of guests, um, lots of people who we can chat to ready for season two. So don't go anywhere. This isn't the (laughs) end of the campervan cast in any way, shape, or form. This is um, just the end of season one, and we got a belter today. Yes. Um, uh, Going back to that as well, if we've we're starting to learn as well what people are listening to it for and our audience as well so it's not just going to be for people that are picking up a panel van it's maybe their first conversion we're going to be talking to these companies about maybe how to upgrade your uh, existing camper Mm -hmm. van Um, for example the electrics there's no end to what you can do so if you've got a basic setup we're going to be talking to the guys over at rain and stuff of how we can upgrade our electric system retrofitting is huge we do a lot of customer work isn't it it's retrofitting yeah yeah say modern usbs for example into a an older van yeah yeah nobody has a 12 volt cigar lighter anymore do they it's no. just usb <laughs> usb c all that sort of stuff to yeah, charge yeah. your phone your ipad whatever it may be so yeah so it's going to be something for everyone um but yes moving on to this week um we've got our clipboard of notes here because we have a plan <laughs> oh gosh. welcome dan from a plan insurance Good day, Dan. This is Dan Cameron from A-Plan Insurance has joined us today. Good afternoon, good evening, sir. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, and thanks for having me on the show. Um, it's good to uh, nice catch up with you guys and yeah, talk about what we can offer and what we can do and, and indeed insurance, So, which is not the most glamorous of topics of conversation, so we'll try <laughs> and make it fun. So um, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it's nice to, to be with you guys. And so. a- and a bit of a background of how we found a plan is I found them through a um, forum. Lee, you've heard of them before through mm. various people. I've, I've heard of Dan way before that <laughs> yes. um, speaking to you personally. He's a celebrity on Facebook, isn't That's he? Right. Dan at a plan. Everyone knows him. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening and you've got a camper van and you're on any of the Facebook groups or forums such as, um, in fact, name your name your top, top uh, Facebook groups you would uh, interject on or advise on Dan. Do you know what? There's so many. Um, there, there's so many great groups and guys I get on with. Um, Just T Falls was one of the original ones. Um, who also does uh-huh. the Dirty Dub Junkies uh, clothing, mine which I'm wearing. Brilliant. Um, Steve at V Dub Family, great guy. Does um, you know a lot of uh, his shows and stuff go to uh, to charity, which is kind of quite nice. Run the Ring, big charity one as well. Um, Neil Dub Doubt's a good guy. Um, really supportive and really big in the scene and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely let these guys know that we're on, you know, on the show and talking to you guys and stuff. And they'll probably find it quite interesting as well. So, anything that they can take from it that they can offer to their members as well. So, I, I try and you know post as much as I can without spamming because I'm very aware that you know with Facebook you don't want to be overloading people with information. So, Absolutely. generally, if somebody asks a question, we're happy to answer it and stuff like that. So. Yeah, so it's the the Just T4s page I found you and I called up, got my quote and um yeah, we went from there, didn't we? And it was it was a great experience going through the company. I think that's the main thing is insurance can be maybe a little bit daunting for people, mm-hmm. you worry about it, but the team at A Plan just sort of spoke through everything and yeah, made it sort of quite reassuring and so what we're gonna talk about today as well is I um, I haven't mentioned it much on the podcast in recent weeks, but um, <laughs> I have... Dan's van. Yes. How long did that take? Probably about six <laughs> minutes. Um, yeah, I ripped out my um, interior and to redo it, and I called up um, A Plan whilst the interior was out, and it was an empty panel van, pretty much again. I sort of said, right, my insurance is re- due for renewal. This is what it looks like now. 
But hopefully, if all things go well in four months' time, it's not going to be anything like that. And yeah, they accommodated that, and it was sort of brilliant. Mm-hmm. So it's always a bit of a worry. So yes, and before I think that's... we, I think before we start, this isn't just going to be a huge plug for A Plan. However, at the same time, it is. So anybody who's <laughs> listening, um, let's not be disillusioned because one of the things we're hoping to do with you guys, isn't it, Dan? Is is to build further on our relationship and offer. Um, customers uh, basically a a club membership uh, yeah, no, via Coombe Valley Camp. Absolutely, yeah. So, and I think the message that we really want to send across to you guys as well is, it's you know, we're not here as a corporate entity. This isn't Jerry Maguire, <laughs> you know, the film shouting, show me the money. You know, it, it, it's all about giving back, supporting, and 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 getting that sense of community, which is working with people like yourselves, just T4s, you know, the V Dub families, you know, the, the the shows and events. So it's all kind of like working together. So it's not just about, you know, this is what we want from people. It's also what we can give back as well, which I think is, you know, one of our main messages to people. That's awesome. It's awesome. And I, like we said, we've got a bit of an itinerary going on, but yeah. it's it's a, it's a funny niche, isn't it? The whole vans and camper vans and lots of people get into vans for lots of different reasons. I've been into campers and VWs generally ever since I was a young pup. Dan on the other side didn't really appreciate a camper van until he started working here so he's new to the scene ish um how about yourself dan how did it all start for you was it something from a young age or no um, have you always been into vans we we literally as a company stumbled across it um about 10 years ago um Basically, it was, you know, we used to be, I mean, APAN, this department, we're a, a department within a much larger company. So um, we were always a, a niche insurance broker. So it was anything that, you know, generally you couldn't run through online or, you know, it wasn't something that you could just get a box product from. So, um, and we were really into the Japanese import market. So things like your Skyline, your Evos, that sort of thing. Um, the JDM mar- for life. Yeah. So the, the market started to, <laughs> we did loads of shows and events and I won't tell you my Jeremy Clarkson story, but you know, he, 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 <laughs> He is as grumpy as they make out. I saw him at Jackfest a, uh, a few years ago and um, somebody dared me to give him a business card and he didn't react very well to it. So it, was Hello. Just, <laughs> it was just kind of something that's gone, I dare you. And, but um, yeah, so when, when the market kind of slowed down a little bit, because obviously the Nissans and all that started to get a bit older. Um, is this we, post Fast and Furious? Yeah, is it? so what, what the, you know, they used to be the car and, and you know, at the moment they are selling for stupid amounts of money because they tend to be rarer um you know if you look at a 1995 gts turbo you know there's not that many left um mm-hmm. and, and if not they're generally in quite poor conditions so if you get like a you know good suit cut one they're worth quite a lot of money so but when the market kind of dropped out a little bit we needed a new niche we needed something to do and um we we started doing modified vans um purely for business you know somebody might just have a set of alloys on there so it was never really catered or designed um for for, for the scale that it's got for sort of like the custom stuff um and then we joined the vw t4 t5 online forum um and we were just big big page and it was run by this really nice guy um everybody called him jimbo um really nice guy so and we started interacting with people and we, we kind of got a feel that there was a whole big kind of market there so um and the guy used to run a show down in Bewley called t fest 
which was a mm-hmm. tiny little show. There was, you know, no entertainment. You know, it was everybody just camping, getting together, having a laugh. They they did a, a an annual big water fire. Everybody just bundled in with water bombs, and you know, it was, it was really good fun. And he 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 sort of put a message out saying that we it's not a trade show, but we have like one line of traders. You know, if anybody wants to come down and support it, you're more than welcome. So, um, and we we were the only broker who did. You know, we said, yeah, you know, even though it's a small show, we'd love to check out the vans, learn more about them you know speak to you guys so we we went down for the weekend and um set up our trade pitch and uh, and then we just got chatting to people and it all kind of started from there you know you know that show introduced us to the guy who runs just t4s he introduced us to somebody else they introduced us to somebody else and and then you know we just always approached it from you know a non-corporate way we wanted to, to, to give back and you know not just focus on supporting the big shows like bus fest and camper jam but give to the smaller shows as well um you know every year we you know we take a pilgrimage down to cornwall for bw jamboree um, we drive to Pembrokeshire for Westis Fest, which is a great little show as well. So, and it shows that we don't really make much from, but it's just nice to support them and give back. Um, you know, the owners appreciate it, and so again, it's that community aspect of it. So, again, that was the key word I was just going to say. You know, that it's a lot of the whole VW scene is regarding the community, and I guess that goes from the smallest clubs. Um, all the way up to, like you say, the bigger shows such as the jamborees and the fests and things like that as well. And it's, it's, we can't wait to get back on the show soon. Mm. We don't do many shows just because we've been horrendously busy the last few years, and obviously we haven't been able to for the last eighteen months, uh, twelve to eighteen months. Um, but we really do look forward to getting back out mm. there and um, meeting with people who um, not only appreciate us for what we've done, but um, you know, want to ask advice or meet us in person or we had a comment on one of our YouTube videos the, da- the other day, didn't we? And it was like, when are you doing a UK wide tour? <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. hang on, we're not like a band. We're just, we're just a couple of, couple of people at a, at a workshop and we really enjoy making videos and doing podcasts for people. But if, if people would like to, to do that and, uh, you know, go out and um, see us and meet us and do stuff at shows, it's, it's the one place that more more over any other brand of van or car i think that mm. um make it's it's what makes the vw community special the, the, I'm, not, I'm, a... I'm being a bit uh, brand specific here <laughs> but only because i'm about vw's for the most part there, there um, is a cult following definitely it, there is yeah. yes for sure um and the vw shows like you say are the ones where you get most hits and being a an insurance mm. um uh, company, I'm sure that's where you're most interested. But generally, the camper van community and the VW community is one of the biggest out yeah. there because it's something that's attainable, uh, obtainable by a lot of people. You yeah, know, yeah. there's a lot of things like fast forward or you know the J- JDM type shows that they apply to a lot of the boys with the big bucks sometimes or the big the big cars mm. and everything else. So camper vanning applies a lot more to. It's your family as well. It's a family, it? yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you going out there and introducing yourself and being part of that community, I guess, has been absolute key to, to you getting yourself out there. Yeah, no, I mean, a bit of background about me. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I, I appreciate and understand what community is about. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've always tried in life to, to, to be a member of something. So I think it's quite important. Um I started off doing mixed martial arts for a number of years. So, um, yeah, I did it for about four or five years. And now I'm quite heavily into the to the running community. I do a lot of, sort of running events. 
And yep. it's not just about your, your personal gain from it, but it's about what you can take away, what you can give to people. So, um, you know, running's brilliant. You know, for example, I'm 45 now. It keeps you in shape and it's good to be able to encourage other people. So I'm at the moment a member of the running club and it's great when you get new members in and, you know, build them up and tell them about how they can progress. And, you know, four years ago, before I started running, I could never run a half marathon. Now I can do yep. half marathons quite easy and it's good to pass that oh, knowledge gosh. on to other people. So again it's that exactly to, the same i need thing. to get some of that advice <laughs> i went for a run the other day about 40 minutes after eating a large mcdonald's meal and very much suffered oh well there you go i think you've, you've answered your own question right there it was quite painful uh, but yeah might have to get some of that yeah, advice. I, I, I actually did my first half marathon um back in 2019 before everything was shut down and i actually hmm. did it for a client's animal charity there was um uh, a lovely lady who insures of us and she uh, runs a group called Helping Dogs in Romania. Um, so every VW show I did, because obviously it's always hard, we always used to put out drinking bowls um, for dogs and dog biscuits. And we'd say to people, yeah. Look, help yourself, it's all free, but if you want to donate to the charity, you can. And then I decided to do the marathon for them. And uh, one of my friends in the scene actually said, if, if you do it in four hours, um, I will double the money. So he was going to give me £25. And he said, if you, double, if you do it in four hours, I'll, I'll give you 50 um, he said, but you have to do it in four hours. And, and helping dogs remain that they don't make any profit, all goes to helping the dogs. So I'm thinking, you know, £25 is a lot of bag of dog food, you know, for these dogs. So I really <laughs> went for it. And I did it just on four hours, but I wasn't very well afterwards. <laughs> I pushed oh, myself no. <laughs> a little bit. It was really difficult. Yeah, I felt fine doing it. It's, that kind of hitting the wall thing is, is really short. I did it in four hours and I crossed the line. And then my body just dropped and started shutting down on me. And luckily, I had some friends there to support me. And um, I just couldn't move. I sort of flopped down in, in Bournemouth Park. It was Bournemouth uh, Marathon. And, um, yeah, I just I, I, was, I was out. I almost ended up in the medical tent. And, um, yeah, oh I kept gosh. falling asleep. And, yeah, it was really bad. But I was proud I did it. But then it was that disappointment. I didn't really get to celebrate it. But the charity got the extra money and stuff, which was uh, Extra 25 quid is all worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it looks like that's <laughs> not the only charity that... The, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not the only charity you support. Looking at the stickers behind you there, um, yeah, those who are actually is... watching the video, uh, Dan's got um, three different Run the Ring stickers. And uh, Explain a little bit about that and what you do for it, for it, Dan. Yeah, so Run the Ring is um, an awesome VW convoy charity, um, which mm -hmm. is held once a year. And um, the couple behind it, John and Amanda, so um, it all started off as a joke with them, just the phrase running the ring. Don't ask. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, so they decided that they were going to do something for charity where, you know, it was, it was always going to be kind of like a small event. And it, it's just completely taken off. And we came into it in Run the Ring 2 because um, John was after extra sponsorship. And, and John is the type of person I've got a lot of time for him. You know, he, he, he's a great guy, but he's also a really good businessman. And we kind of hooked up at a show called uh, Camper Jam. And he wasn't rude. He came over to me. And he was talking to me about supporting the event. So, and and the way that we do our show scene because we want to give back to so many. Um, you know, it doesn't come out the premiums people pay. We literally 
at the start of the year we say these are the shows we want to support and then just hope you know for that year that, that, that we get the support and you know people sign back. up because yeah because yeah, otherwise we wouldn't be able to do it next year but luckily it's it's been really good each year so so we hadn't actually budgeted for any other shows so john came up to us at camper jam and he said um so i know you from this show and this show and this show he said do you want to get involved with run the ring and i said well what do you need and he said, well, I need my stickers printed and I need X amount of pounds. And I said, well, I can give you, because I haven't budgeted, I can give you this amount. And bless yeah. him, he went, he just looked at me and he went, I need more. <laughs> and I know, he really. Bad. He just, <laughs> yeah, literally. And it was almost like he had me by my ankles and was shaking every penny out, bless him. So, and, um, uh, and I said, well, look, you know, instead of, you know, you having the hassle, because obviously, you know, doing something like Run the Ring is really busy. Why don't, if you want your stickers printed, instead of me just giving you money, why don't we print the stickers for you? Um, yep. because obviously the company the size of APAM, we've got marketing department. So we said, look, we'll, we'll just do all the stickers. So, and oh, the relationship awesome. just works. Yeah, it just works really well. And, and, and the other thing as well, which, which I think people appreciate is the fact that every year we've run the ring with them. We don't, we're not just giving them money. We actually turn up on the day. Um, and, and three times in a row I've, I've run the ring. So, and it's good fun. So what did you drive? Um, uh, a transporter. I did it in a V-Dub, did it in Brilliant. a nice, uh, air conditioned, T6. So, um, but last year they, um, uh, John had uh, hooked up with VW Radio, VW Radio, um, really yep. great bunch of guys on there, really nice. So, and um, they wanted us to do an interview while we were running the ring. And I said, yeah, oh, that's no problem at all. Get hands free, set up. And, and when they actually called me was when I was just coming up to the last service station, um, which uh, was Cobham. And you had loads of people pulling off to go to the toilet. And then loads of people coming on to join the rings. Obviously, we start four different service stations. They're yeah. trying to talk to me, and I'm like, right, this guy's zooming this way. These cars are coming on. And it was, like, really <laughs> difficult. To... <laughs> but my, my boss listened to it and said he did quite well. So, um, he yeah, didn't bleep, have to bleep out anything, then. He's just trying to negotiate no, no, the almost, traffic. No, <laughs> no, almost. Uh, the, the only one thing I said, which my boss said he, he was listening to, and he, he said it was really funny, is um, the lady on the radio station um, said, so, Dan, if you could have any vehicle, what would be your dream vehicle? And I thought, well, that's quite an open question on it. I'm not going to lie and say it's a VW, because I love, I mean, my, I mean, I like the VW stuff. My passion is classic American cars. Apps, I mean, I grew up on... Yeah, so I grew up on things like Smokey and the Bandit and that sort of thing. So, And there's a, a TV show, a TV series called Supernatural, and the okay. two brothers in it drive this awesome um, 1967 Chevrolet Impala. And I love the noise and the style. And that is my dream vehicle. And my boss was laughing and he said her voice just dropped. <laughs> as, as soon as you mentioned that <laughs> car. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like... Phone lines go off. <laughs> slap, yeah. slap around the face for it. But yeah, so... That, yeah, we that... love the guys up at VW Radio as mm. well. They're excellent. They're really, really yeah, good. Hopefully we, we hope to be... do more with them. Yeah, we, we, yeah, I'm speaking to uh, one of the guys at the moment to do a little bit more and just kind of get more involved and give back and stuff. So, yeah, they well, did... At least in the... In the madness, you didn't crash the car, though, because that would have been <laughs> that, that would have been, been great bad. for the insurance so, company. The, the, yeah. one, the one thing with Run the Ring as well is we, we start really early at the service station. So by the time you, you, you get to the service station, you, you get a cup of coffees and you have your breakfast and stuff. So literally two miles into it, I, I need the toilet, but I don't want to lose the convoy. <laughs> So not oh, only am I driving, I'm driving like this all the way round, like absolutely busting to go to the loo. <laughs> but so many people have said they have, they have the same issue. Saved what, it, you yeah. Know. yeah, you actually see people parked along the M25 popping out, but not that I condone, you know, going to the toilet at the side of the road, but <laughs> we have seen people do oh, it. But, and, and I think, you know... It's not one I've done yet. 
What's that? <laughs> it's not one I've done yet. I've meant to no. because the the guys down at um, Heritage Park Centre, they always do a cruise, I think, starting from their place, and then they'll head mm. up to 23 to the nearest um, services, and then they'll all start together. Um, I've, I've yet to do one yeah. mainly because... I'm building everybody else's vans rather than my own, and mine's not been finished. No, it's going. Well, I have to say, you know, kudos to you know, run the ring and John because last year, for I always mispronounce it, but Proprius, the prevention of suicide in young adults, they raised over uh-huh. fifty thousand pounds. And oh you know, I, I know speaking to John, yeah, that every penny doesn't skim off the top. No, you know, he doesn't take any money from it at all. Every penny goes to the charity. So, um, you know, and I've, uh, you know, one of my best friends unfortunately suffers quite badly with depression. So, you know, it really hits home about the, you know, you know, the charity and and this year as well, Copperfield. You know, everybody, you know, knows somebody that might have suffered from cancer, especially breast cancer. Um, mm-hmm. So again, it's a really important charity to uh, to support. So. Um, so we're, we're really proud to be sporting again and we're going to get an extra sticker on the board as well so we'll get Run the Ring 5 sticker behind us as well so Excellent. which is good it's like well, a movie yeah. franchise isn't it it is yeah no it's yeah. I mean, so we're straight away then it's not you aren't just trying to get out there as a company then you're actually just trying to integrate and be part of the community as much as possible yeah, and no, not just ab- in an advertising absolutely way. I mean we you know, I think one of the good things is, is we've made so many friends in the scene and um, uh, when we were chatting earlier I think one of the you know, one of the biggest for me about the community was, um, which is now legendary known as Bristol Mudfest, um, mm-hmm. back in 2019, where bless them, they would have been damned if they did, damned if they, they didn't. But um, leading up to the show, that they, had really heavy rainfall um, leading up to the show, but the weekend was looking drier. So they said, right, okay, we'll, we'll give it a go. We'll still go for it. So, and um, yeah, unfortunately it didn't work quite as well. And it, you know, everybody got stuck in the mud and the mud turned up. I mean, imagine Glastonbury, stone mud, it was really thick. With vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and actually that was where um, Steve at Vida Family, because his group spent the weekend pushing people onto their trade pitches. So, um, you know, and, and, and this is what the community side of it showed. You know, nobody was arguing, nobody was fighting, everybody was supporting each other. Um, and the Saturday evening, when the weather kind of dried up a little bit, um, this guy came out, one of the musicians, and um, started blasting out a uh, track by ACDC. And he spotted somebody in the crowd wearing an ACDC t-shirt. So he came down to the crowd and everybody was lifting him up. And, you know, I got some brilliant pictures of it. And just, just people enjoyed it, you know. And, you know, nobody was arguing about the rain or the fact that they couldn't get in. And, you know, everybody was helping out. And um, I'd actually run out of money at this point as well. And another trader had only literally met him at the show um, because we weren't expected to all be stuck in. He said, well, look, he said, you know, let me give you 20 quid. Uh, and he said, get yourself some food and j- just... I said, well, I don't know you. I said, no. And he yeah. said, no, no, no. He said, look, you know, I'd rather you, you, you've used all your food up and... You know, you've helped other people. He said, look, and I said, well, I can't take your money. I'll, we'll figure something out on it because all the card machines yeah. weren't working. So, and that's the sense of community on it is everybody works together. And, and that's why I think it's so important, especially with, with, with what's happened with lockdown as well. I think it's so important that people start getting together, um, you know, and, and, and rebuilding that community and supporting the shows and events. And yeah, we're looking forward to it's, it. We're looking forward to it. It's one of the things we're hoping to do as well. Um, we are introducing our monthly meet up again. Um, we haven't released any dates or even the venue as yet, but basically we know that there's not going to be many shows going on. So if we can do just one day meets um, as much as we can, we think that will really start building everything back up, ready for a 
ready for a hard-hitting 2022 so we can all get out on the show scene yeah. together and actually no, your, your little stories are just making me crave it <laughs> I've, I've got so i've got a lot of stories as well about um it was a grill and chill one one year and it was like like you say it was a mud fest mm. and i was behind a rear wheel drive vwlt van and i was pushing behind the wheel like an idiot oh, and yeah. um yeah it was a friend of mine gareth so gareth if you're listening um yeah it was down to you that i was walking around the whole show with one leg from my toe all the way up to my shoulder in fact full of about two inches of this leg. brown <laughs> sticky mud just because it had literally caked all the way up but yeah it's, that's the sort of thing you um you like reminiscing around the campfire yeah. isn't it and yeah dan's looking forward to getting back to bug jam whose tickets you've had for what 18 months something like that yeah. yeah so yeah we're all looking to get back to it but um in more events we'd like um you know to to work with you guys as well for sure um but i wanted to um potentially just move on to what it is you cover so if people are listening now and they've got anything from you know a 65 split window all the way up to a 2021 t6 you can tell us a bit more about what you would do as a company and and what we can do as a new buyer of a camper van because there is i'm sure the percentage rate of of people buying camper vans this year has probably gone up by about three four hundred percent bearing in mind the prices of camper vans and the availability at the moment it's definitely a well it's it's things i don't think anybody's seen before Mm. the amount of uh the amount of money that camper vans are going for now and so so to all those people out there who are buying camper vans um you know why are we gonna gonna take a look at you guys and would you be able to accommodate for something that's 50 years old or something that's five weeks old yeah so i I think if we start i mean the classics are slightly easier um oh yeah i thought they would be more difficult no 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 classics are a lot easier that's really Um, interesting yeah the um generally if you've got classic which is you know good condition um you know the rates are i mean generally if you've got like a classic bay window or a classic bug or anything like that you know they they Mm -hmm. tend to be like a really cherished vehicle so um you wouldn't tend to get your bay window out to pop the tescoats you know for example so you know tend to be a lot more restricted mileage they're they're usually second or third vehicles in the household so Mm -hmm. um they're they're quite easy to quote and getting agreed value for example on them is really easy we don't charge any extra for agreed value so we just ask for pictures (laughs) Um, sent across and then we can actually do that as well so um, the modern stuff is a bit more interesting um, because you know there are so many different styles and variations I mean you you know I go to the shows it's you know this is part of the reason why we do the amount of shows and events we do is just to get that better understanding of the vehicles um, because you they're just so different you know the different styles of pop tops different styles of beds paintwork you know some people might just go for a rock and roll bed and a fridge other people go for the full camper and Mm -hmm. some people go full out paint jobs you know suspension and you know i've some of the artwork on these vans i think you know that's worth more than my car (laughs) it's just like you know um yeah we've had some really um i actually saw one a few years ago that that was it was a van but completely painted like the general lee from the Dukes of Hazard. Oh wow, Matt. You can imagine the you know the the, the cost of the paint job on that. So um, yeah. we 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 insure one um, who's actually allowed us to use it for you know some of our marketing. We've been friends with them for yeah. It was called Iron Van, um, and it was literally kitted out like Iron Man. 
Um, so it, I love that already. Uh, yeah, so my had, kids would love that as oh, well. Oh, it was awesome, and yeah, we um, you know we we've had him on our stand a few times. We've got pictures on our website with it. So um, and the, the the original owner of it before he sold it, and we actually insured the new owner as well. So we're good friends with him. Um, but it kind of had like um, so it was red with a sort of gold bonnet bonnet like Iron Man. It had Iron Man flying mm-hmm. down the side doing that. The table was the Iron Man helmet. The fridge was covered. Um, the original guy who owned it, you know, he, he's such a nice guy. And I get on really well with him. So and when, when a new Avengers movie come out, I would drop him a message. Have you seen it yet? Have I seen it yet? Four yeah. times, you know. <laughs> and yeah, and, and, and when he sold it. But this is something that, you know, is such a niche type of vehicle and, and, and very... You know, when he unfortunately wanted to sell it because it wasn't getting used much, um, <laughs> you know, he he did not struggle to sell it, but it took a while to sell because it was so customised. Very individual. Yeah. So, niche. and luckily yeah, he absolutely. found he found somebody who was equally as into the Avengers as he was, which was good. So, um, perfect. But yeah, it was just a really unique van, and that is slightly, you know, that's something slightly different because a bay window is always going to be a bay window, um, and a split screen is always going to, but, but you know, a T four. How many times is it going to be an iron van, for example? So, gotcha. so, th- so this Absolutely. is yeah. So this is what we can do is we can actually you know break it down as uh, and say okay, what what's the value of the vehicle? You know that for example is going to be really difficult to you know put a put a book price value on if there's ever an accident. So you know let's look at uh, again an agreed value on that type of policy um, because it's so unique. Um, you know, and uh, you, you know our policies are designed that you can add modifications as you go along. So, so say for example, if you bought a T5 and it's your template, so you want to you know go to the shows, you know choose your interior, choose your pop top, you know add all your modifications on it. Um, our policy is designed so you can do all that, no extra charge. So basically, what we would do is when you phone us for a quote, we'll say right, okay, well. What, what are you looking to do? What do you think the value is going to be worth when it's completed? And, you know, and then you get to add it as you go along. So that's the wheels and, and they're all covered under the policy as well. So as you go along, they wouldn't just pay out the book price value for the van. So it would be the van with the same style wheels, with the same style rock and roll bed. So basically to put you in the same position you were um, with the same modifications on, which is good. I think that's a key one because we put out a poll on our Patreon a while back for one of the other um, podcast episodes and it was what is the van that you bought was it a full camper all ready to go was it a empty panel van ready to convert and i think out of the like 30 or 40 people that voted 20 people it was an empty panel van ready to convert so that's quite a large percentage of our audience if we're taking that as any sort of reference that Mm. potentially have bought a panel van that is technically a commercial vehicle and then they're in the they need to insure it straight away because it's still got a price and they're going to use it but they don't want to insure it as a camper because it's not that, but they don't want to insure it as a panel van because in two months' time it's not going to be that either. So that's so we we would yeah point, we yeah. we would phrase that as a modified day van. So that's how we would cover it. So and and part of one of the other things that we we do as well, which I personally do, is is because I do so many of the shows. Um, yeah. You know, we don't just stay on our you, you know I I love going around all the other traders uh, and and chat to people and say okay, what do you do? You know you know what are you selling what, what does your product do 
um, you know, what's the value of it? You know, how does it go in with the different style of vans and stuff like that? And it's, it's, it's a real eye opener because then you get to learn more about it. So when your client yeah. does phone up and say, well, this is the type of, you know, I want to get windows. We understand the windows. We know the difference between a rock and roll bed and a rib bed, for example. Uh, we know the different styles of pop tops and, you know, generally what people want to do with them. So, um, you know, uh, if, if there's a leisure battery, what's a leisure battery running? Is there a fridge in there? Have you got a hookup? And, uh, and then we can actually perfect. yeah and then we can i think you should be hosting the podcast next time dan to be honest you know equally as much if not more i'm sure at this point i've lost a job yeah <laughs> um, there is one question i want to put to you honestly um we get asked a lot about the whole classifying as a camper um the classification of getting it through the dvla is quite tight at the moment a lot of yeah, people are trying it not, they're not they... getting it they 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 used to do it quite easily um yeah. yeah the dvla um i remember when the kind of the story broke on it was literally a, a couple of weeks before we did bus fest and um, we were next to another camper conversion company at bus fest and all weekend we were just getting people coming up saying right well, what, what do we do on it so um and i think what the dvla over 2019 i think it yeah was, uh, so, like video don't we yeah so i i it was a really tricky one because people said, well, I've, you know, I've sent my pictures off and, and now they're refusing it. They're saying it now needs an elevating roof instead of a pop-top mm -hmm. roof. It needs graphics. It needs this and that. So so the first thing we did is, is obviously that was really helpful information to us because what we could do is go back and speak to our insurance companies and say, right, if you've got a vehicle that is an out-and-out -out camper, it's limited mileage, it's the second vehicle in the household, you know, it is used as a camper, but they're refusing to register. Can we still insure it as a camper? you know, and still give people the camper benefits. So um, things like, you know, extended e uh, European cover if they need it, cover, cover the camping equipment, cover the gas bottles and awnings, and, and they were absolutely fine with it. So it was good to have that information to then give to our underwriters um, and say, right, okay, well, it's not our client's fault that the DVLA have moved the goalpost. Um, and they were yeah. making it really difficult, weren't they, to get them re-registered. Yeah, we've had a lot huge relief. Yeah, we've had a lot of people There's a huge relief for a lot of people because... I remember when we put out that video and it was one of the only videos we've done, which I, it sounds really bad, but I really, really put in my research for that one. Cause generally the stuff mm. we do day to day is how to, and it's stuff that I know through experience and knowledge and through my own research over a number of years. But because these rules came out, I think I was up until three in the morning, like writing out everything in a legible manner because it was just gobbledygook on the website and Th that was the thing, through different was things. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, they didn't know and so what I'm, they were. And somebody had already released a video, but he was literally reading it off the sheet. Yeah, and I know anybody website, can yeah. can make a video and just read it off the sheet, right? But mm. what we did as hard as best we could was to rewrite or even translate that information into you know, a, a video that people would actually understand what mm. they needed to do. And sadly, although we've told all these people how to do it, there has been a yeah. very low percentage of success rate for actually classifying. And that even goes down to the converters as well. I think you even, I think, you know, you have even, um, we spent, spoke with a friend of ours last week, actually. Um, the company that he works for specializes in huge off-road and overland trucks. Oh, right. Motorcraft. Okay. And so these are trucks that are designed to go around the world. And even mm. they can't, or they have trouble reclassifying these vehicles as motorhomes or motor, you know, uh, camping vehicles, despite qualifying for all of it. Um, so all of the converters, everybody else, 
are having so much trouble doing it. Um, but it's such a relief to know because that was one of the big questions, coming back to my point, I guess, one of the big questions I was getting or the comments I was getting on the YouTube chat, uh, video in the comment section was, oh, it was horrendous. What it was, about it was, my insurance. Yeah, and was, to know that yeah. there are um, you know, companies such as yourselves that are actually going, you know, don't panic too much. We've done mm. a research. You're still a camper van per se. We will insure you as a self-built camper van or a camper van that is in the process of mm. being converted and you appreciate and you know the difference you know the difference between that t5 that's being built or, and the yeah, t6 no. that's being built by a conversion company i mean what, what we want to do is we, we want to be fair to people you know mm -hmm. we, we want to be able to support and, and the, the the one thing about the bit is people are so passionate about the vans and if somebody's got it fully kitted out as a camper you know and they're using it as a camper they're going to need camping equipment cover for, for example, and it's really unfair that because the DVLA won't now register to their vehicle that they're going to lose that benefit. Um, camp and equipment cover just covers stuff inside the vehicle. I mean, when I do shows and events, you know, I've got bed, linen, cooking utensils, pot pans, you know, all of that adds up. You know, you, you, know, you could spend a good few hundred pounds on, you know, kicking your van out oh, probably gosh, more. Yeah. So especially when you start adding an awning, gas bottles, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So so it's unfair to, to now say to somebody where well, you can't have that benefit because the DVLA don't want to register your van so uh, and this is you know one of the beauty as well is is the underwriters we use really do appreciate what we do in the scene because we can give that information back to them um and we can say right okay well you know it we, works both yeah ways. We, we've, we've actually seen it we, we know what happens and um you know touch with one of the good thing with um you know two of the big insurance companies we work with our claim statistics are one of the lowest um in, in 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 all the brokers so you know we we really look after people and you know we we really try to establish the rest so that we place it over um in, in the right way to the insurance company amazing cool. no, that's so good and i've got i think what i'd like to do is hit you with a couple of scenarios now mm. and like it's it's okay for dan because we know he's already insured <laughs> but um which is why we're um you know talking to you guys yeah. um, as well. But so Dan is 23 years old. He owns a T4 2.5. It's a what 99? It's so rude. It's a 2003 model. 2003. <laughs> I do apologize Dan. Okay, it's a 2003 2.5 litre TDI T4 and it's in the process of being converted. Now, is there a a minimum age is there uh, an age that you will then start insuring people on because obviously for those listening out there who are uh, you know of a younger generation such as dan for example um they might not think they could ever get insured on a yeah, t4 you know two and a half liter that that is what's a, the difference there that is a really interesting question um and basically with our insurance schemes at the moment one of them have got a cut off age of 25 and, and the other one's got a cut off age of 23 but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that we can't cover younger drivers. So all it means okay. is that we would have to ask a lot more information. So um, one of my, um, obviously one of the groups, Feed of Family, we deal with, for example, um, there is a uh, one of the admin guys who hangs around with the main crew. He was, I think when we first insured him, he was only 21 years old. But he right. was he was a very old twenty one year old. You know he was, um, you know he had a good occupation. He, he drove vans for work. Really sensible guy. Bless him. He's about six foot nine. I mean this guy is he, he is a bit. If you looked, won't say anything mean about him then. Oh, yeah. you, you would never guess he was. You know he he was twenty one years old. And you know somebody like that, you can say to the insurance company, well, you, you know, 
I know that the claim statistics on drivers that age isn't good um, because what they tend to avoid is, you know, people buying vans and, you know, going to festivals and getting drunk and driving, you know, but you can't kind of almost tarnish everybody with that brush. So say you've got somebody who works, you know, hard for a living, you know, he, he goes to shows and events, he's a proper enthusiast, you know, mm-hmm. is there any chance we can get this this chap insurance and you just you know present the risk to the insurance company and let them make the decision on it so so if we can't agree here then we would talk to the insurance company um, that's so good to know again another great <clears throat> thing because when i've spoken to insurance companies in the past and i've done it through brokers i've mm. done it through comparison sites and things like that but to actually know that the person who i'm speaking to on the other end of the phone again is knowledgeable but then we'll actually speak to the broker personally and go well do you know what i actually kind of know the guy and i believe he's not a threat blah blah blah. that that's incredible that i i didn't know that sort of thing happened i didn't appreciate that um a company um would actually go to those lengths to a point now i can't say that's going to happen to everybody absolutely so um but the fact that there's that personal element to to each it, it, it's very much having that trust with, with the people you work with. And, and I think they, you know, the insurance companies appreciate, you know, how much we do in the scene, you know. I mean, we, we've been doing it for about nine, ten years now, I've, you know, and, and for the last, you know, up to 2019, obviously they were all cancelled last year. You know, I've spent my summers sat in fields, <laughs> you know, with, with yep. people learning the scene, you know, speaking to clients. And, you know, I, I really enjoy it. You know, it, it, it's that, you know, almost that first for knowledge, you know, what do you do and who are you and... You know, not not just the traders and learning about the vans, but, you know, people as well, you know, and just learning all the, you know, what people want to do, what their hobbies are. And you, you can get a 21-year-old who isn't a mountain biking, for example. You know, he's not out, you know, partying every weekend. You know, his passion is mountain biking, you know. And again, that's something you could present to the insurance company saying, right, well, you know, he has a niche, he has a passion, you know, so he's yeah. not using it. So, um, you know... Uh, I mean, one thing with insurance companies, statistics for claims, it is worse the younger you are. You know, that's sure. a statistic fact on it. But, you know, as I said, if somebody's had two or three years claim-free driving, they've driven vans, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to get insurance, you know. on. The and they, and if they were, I think you were keen on um, building a relationship with Dan for a start as well, knowing that he was here. Um, and he actually works around vans and drives yeah, around no, daily. Absolutely. He's on our trade insurance, for example. Mm. So he's he's permitted to drive um, the company vehicles um, as well. So that's not a big deal, yeah, but it, that's great. Yeah, no, and, and it makes a difference to be able to, and you know, speak to the insurance companies and, you know, mm-hmm. they are open to reviewing stuff. So it's not always kind of a straight name. There, there are certain things they won't cover. There are certain areas within the UK that are really difficult, really high risk. Um, London seems to be one we do struggle with, you know, if, you know, London postcodes are quite difficult to cover any kind of really big built up area. So, but again, you know, if, you know, we'll, we'll look at, you know, things like where is it parked? Is it a secure underground car park? Is there security? Is it gated? Is there CCTV? So, you know, if we, if we get a risk that doesn't look particularly good to the insurance company, we'll always try and see if there's anything that can make the risk more attractive, you know, like, you know, CCTV, guarded compounds stuff like that so and then uh, you know if it's not something we can quote on then we give it um we can refer it to the uh, to the actual underwriter 
Well, that's another point I wanted to raise in a bit, actually, as well. You and I are you both thinking thought about, about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're thinking about... Um, Mine's just secu- Yeah, security um, and, and how that can affect, but we'll get onto that in a yeah. bit. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, so we've done a 2003 T4 with a 23-year-old driver. Um, now, personally, yeah, my own camper van. 50-year-old and a T3. Okay, Sorry, and now I've sworn. I was going to oh. put my finger up at him because he's no, being rude about my age, and now Keep I've sworn out. on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Won't have your back. Cool. 37 year old, um, married with two kids, with a 1983 VWT3 or Type 25 Caravelle with a non standard engine, and I do a lot of international travel. Now, um, for a start, are those things going to affect my policy and how? And also, are there things I can do to make it cheaper? Um, one of those things would be, you know, insuring my wife on the vehicle um, before and after, cheaper, more difficult. What would that sort of entail? Yeah, and anything like that's interesting. I mean, one of the interesting ones is the engine modification on it, the fact that it's got yep. a different engine in it. Um, the good mm-hmm. thing about our insurance schemes as well is, you know, a lot of people do engine swaps, engine transplants. Um, you know, we can generally cover those as well. So what we would always say to people if you're doing that, as long as it's got an MOT or an engineer's report to say that it's been done safely, then it's absolutely fine. Um, and anything with modifications on a vehicle, it's always down to like common sense as well. Um, you know, if you do something perhaps that is going to make the vehicle a higher risk to the insurance company, then, you know, we might ask a few more questions. I mean, lowered suspension, uh, lowered suspension was quite interesting. Um, for example, mm-hmm. you know, the people who have it really low, um, mm-hmm. you know, on a van, especially. We're going down that road soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, you Hopefully know, it's not a bumpy road. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, so, so for example, you know, if there was an accident caused by, you know, the gap between the wheel arch and the wheel itself, you know, the insurance companies might raise a few questions on that, you know, say, right, well, who did it? You know, was it actually a, a safe modification on it? So I, I think very much the onus is on, on you guys is just to make sure that, you know, the vehicle looks as cool as possible, but as safe as possible as well. So what you don't want to Absolutely. be doing is, is, is increasing the risk. So, um, you, you know, it's quite interesting what the insurance companies, you know, I mean, they, they basically sit down and, and they analyze claim statistics. You know, this is so they'll be able to say, right, well, this area is bad. You know, this, 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 you know, this area is bad. This type of drive is bad. This occupation is not great. So they literally spend, you know, ages analyzing all the claim stats and 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 some modifications do come up on it. So um, LPG has always been an interesting one. Um, so LPG. Yeah, find a vehicle with LPG. Yeah. So for example, that you know, one of our insurance companies will want it to be on the LPG register. Um, mm-hmm. to actually have a certificate for it just to show that it's actually safe. So, um, so but engine transplants are not a problem at all. Um, classic policy, you know, they do give discounts as well if there's more than one driver, especially if you're doing long trips, um, yep. because obviously it makes it safer to switch drivers. So, you know, for the, for the, for the timeless element. So um, you would get discounts for that. Um, reducing yeah. premium limited mileage, for example, you know, if it's going to be, do your European trips and go and have your fun, but if you want to limit the mileage slightly, um, keeping the vehicle off-road um, can, can save money. So if you can garage it, that will save you money. If you can keep it actually off the road, that will save you money as well. Um, there's always an element that if it's parked at the side of the road, you know, 
thieves will be more attractive if it's not in your driveway or just somebody hitting yeah. it um or for sure vandalizing it not many people are going to run up your driveway to hit it <laughs> you know uh, but if it's all it, valuable points yeah but if it's parked on the uh on the actual side of the road then there is that more of the risk element to it okay so having my wife on a policy then would be cheaper for me as personally. Long as she, i don't as know if that would apply to everybody <laughs> as long as, oh she's a yeah. very good driver so yeah as long as she's... she's so good in fact that i i have to carry her points on my license <laughs> depending on who the car is registered to at the time so thanks love for that one <laughs> um yes okay so final one and i know we talk about vws a lot hmm. and this is just the scenario based question Somebody out there, he is, um, I'm going to say 55, between the ages of 55 and 56. Kids left home. 55 and 56. Sorry, 55 and 60. 55 and 60. 55 and a half. You know, he's retired early. Um, he's decided to get a transit custom to um, pursue his passion in windsurfing or kite surfing or something like that. So the van's going to be a very specific build. It's a transit custom, mm. for example. Um, he may actually use it as his daily car as well because it's a perfect car as a yeah, daily a transit cool. cus uh, custom. Um, but then it's got a very specific build and there's going to be expensive gear in the back. Now, um, obviously for people... You're, you're a modified van insurance, mm. not necessarily a modified camper van insurance. Yeah. So you will, I'm hoping, going to be cater for those who do extreme sports or any sort of outdoor pursuits that would involve carrying and safely transporting yeah, expensive gear. It was interesting you should mention that. We, we, we did um, uh, a group chat recently with regards to paddle boarding. Um, mm -hmm. because, um, you, you know, there's quite a few people I know in the scene who are really into paddle boarding. So um, of whether or not we could cover the equipment in the vehicle. Um, and it ended up with that particular scene, if you're into paddle boarding, that when you take insurance yep. out, you get an element of cover for the board anyway, or, or the liability cover, sorry. Um, most insurance companies will not cover the sports equipment while in the vehicle. Um, so that's kind of a slightly different element and, and obviously there's not enough premium in it for just to cover a particular board with the excess um, whether or not you can get them covered under your household insurance might be worth checking into um, you might be able to get sports equipment on your household insurance but yeah the actual van itself has very limited cover they'll cover things like camp equipment cover but sports equipment you know there tends to be quite a lot of value into it um, yeah, yeah, so sure. yeah, things like paddle boards and jet skis and stuff, they would not actually be covered under the policy. So it could be worth more than the van in some cases, couldn't it? Yeah, you know, it's um, yes. Yeah, so uh, what I always say to people, you know, I'm chatting to people, especially with things like stereo equipment, sports equipment. You know, if your van, if you leave all your stuff in the van, and somebody breaks into your vehicle, they're not going to go in there and go, "All oh, right, I'm going to have that rock and roll bed. I'll get his spanners out and, you know, <laughs> whip, whip that out." They're going to go for stuff that they can grab easily and that they can sell, which is going to be sell. your sports yeah, equipment sure. and stuff like that. So, um, I've, I've got a you know friend from Running Club who left um, a pair of trainers. Um, they were quite nice ones. They were the new Sacconi Endorphin, kind of nice. But just left them in there, not realising, and somebody broke in and stole them. And that was a pair of trainers. No. That, yeah, they were worth like, they were worth about one hundred and fifty-five oh, quid. They, they were quite yeah. nice trainers, but you know, they you know on the on the market, you know, selling them on eBay, they might be worth fifty quid. So somebody smashed so. his window and took his trainers. So um, and obviously, so contents is something that you can cover. 
but it's going to be specifics and generally it would be more yeah. to do with the actual camping equipment as opposed to yeah, adventure to, to sports, equipment. Yeah, sports equipment. Um, uh, one of our um, uh, offices, uh, I think it was our Southampton office, because obviously APEN have got loads of different branches. The, uh, mm-hmm. the branch manager there was really into cycling, was a really keen cyclist. And uh, I'm not sure if they still had it, but at one point he actually had a scheme for push bikes. Um, so, so there are schemes out there that you can actually get that will cover them, but it's not something that's you know sort of almost included within the policy. So it would have to be a separate element, so um, to be able to get them covered. Nice job. Yeah, so, it's interesting to know as well because it's good to know now that mm. when you go to claim and go, oh well, I had a thousand pound paddleboard in the or kayak in the back, yeah. and you go, oh wait, that's not. So yeah, that's amazing. No, that's really good, and and thank you for those. Um, I, I know there's going to be a million other scenarios, and I guess that's your job, isn't it? It's, it's just um, factoring in all of those different situations and the, the people and their yeah. postcode and mm. their situation and their circumstances and the vehicle itself. So, gosh, it's a minefield, isn't it, I'm sure. Yeah, I think what we're going to go on to next is what we mentioned earlier, is mm. the security aspect. So uh, when I spoke to Stuart A-Plan, he said that everyone at A-Plan has a dash cam, is that correct? We do, yeah. Um, yes. Dash cams are so important. Um, you, you know, just, uh, I mean, half of the claims we dealt with, if people had dash cams, they would be so easy to deal with. So, oh, wow. well, one of the most interesting things in the scene at the moment is you can have an accident, somebody could hit you, get out the vehicle and say, oh, I'm really sorry about that, absolutely my fault. And then, you know, you'll say, yeah, it's not like years ago where you'd shake hands and go, yeah, okay, that's fine, and repair it. You know, chances are the story will change, you know, and suddenly you'll start getting a bill through. You know, I, I think one of the issues is that I know they're trying to change it a little bit, but the culture of, um, you know, personal injury, that sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have you had a phone call saying, oh, you know, this is Joe, you know, about the, the accident you've had, I'm not had an accident, you know, what are you talking about, you know? But, but yeah. you know, almost the ambulance chasers are trying to persuade you that you've had an accident to try and get you to claim for, um, you know, in, injury and stuff. So, you know, as soon as somebody speaks that type of thing, suddenly the story starts changing and, you know, you've hit them and, you know, so, so dash cams are important, you know, just so you've got that evidence there and, you know, send it to the insurance company and it does make a big difference. So uh, we, we will have... Okay, now I have a dash cam yeah. in my wife's car and we've had it in there for, gosh, maybe three, four years now. I've never thought about really putting one in my daily and that's what I use for everything, pretty much. So that is something I'm going to invest in. Hey, maybe we can do a video on it as well. So yeah. um, that, that was a very quickly, there was a video that went, um, that was on Facebook a while ago and I, and I, I was always kind of... I mean, it made sense on what they were saying in the video, but it almost looked to me like it was a, a dash cam company might have kind of not staged it, but it was more of an advert for how important dash cams was. And, yes. and the video was just this lady driving down the road and this guy ran out with a moped and then suddenly pulled back. So he hit the front of her car and then jumped on yes. the bonnet and then flopped down the game yep. like that. And she pointed and said, I've got it. And, and then the luck, there was a, a guy, obviously the witness, who yep. had seen her hit him to, to back the story up. And she then pointed at the dash cam and he, and, and he ran off. I, I don't know if that's a genuine video. It looks like it could potentially... Um, I've seen very similar. There is quite a few. Yeah. Used to, a while back, there was a sort of a phase where people would let you out of a junction. And then just as you'd go they sort of go into you. That was something that happened in our area at one point. It was just, 
something. I, well, I, happens, I, I spook it? myself sometimes. Like say, say a couple of days before I go and travel overseas, and we'll do. You know, um, we've got family over in Poland, so we'll do. 900 miles in a couple of days, cross country, you know, down the German autobahns. And for some reason, a couple of days before, all of a sudden, I'd, I'll start looking at like Russian dash cam footage. Oh, no. <laughs> and it is just completely just, I don't know. I just have to watch these videos just so I know that potentially what's coming my way. So I know what to do to avoid. A, a Facebook channel called Bad Drivers Caught on Dash Cam. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and I'm a, and just some of the videos you're just thinking, you know, wow, people actually drive like that. Have you ever seen the the one with the lady who hits the round and she almost jukes and hazards over yeah. the roundabout? She's overtaking, and it's just like, wow, you know. And I, I just think for your own peace of mind and your own security, it, it's just have it. You know, if somebody's ran into you and you, you know, and you you've actually got it on video and stuff, it, it's really hard to argue. Footage, isn't it? Yeah, okay, when yeah. you've got it. Are so. we having one reduce your policy, or is it just a, a really strong recommendation for everybody? It's it's something that we're looking into with the insurance companies. I mean, at the moment, our premiums are really competitive anyway. So um, one thing it might potentially do is lower the excess with one of our insurance companies. Okay. So if you've got a dash cam, then it could potentially lower the excess. So, um, but at the moment, it is a, a very strong recommendation to get one. I can hear so. everyone now flicking through their Amazon app on their phone yeah, looking get one. for the and best the is, dash they're, cam. They're, they're not expensive, you know, for a decent, no, really you, know, you know, and the hassle it can actually save you, you know, for what fifty pounds, it, it's, yeah. it's definitely worth. Technology's cheap now, isn't it? For it, yeah, it's nothing you know, too major. So, I've got um, one of these reversing cameras ready to go into my camper van, which is it's it's set up so you can have your your reversing camera. When you put it into reverse, it will show up on your rear view mirror, but then it's got a camera forward facing inbuilt, and all you do is you hook it over your existing rear view mirror so it's almost a screen in screen rather than having one of those ugly ugly screens on your dash and you know it keeps it all slick in one mirror so i've got one of those ready to go i just haven't fitted it but now i'm thinking i might just slam it in the golf so i can <laughs> yeah you know use it day to day the only trouble is they're so wide those ones they interfere with your with your sun visor yeah. when you put them up and down so okay then moving on from that because um, I understand we've gone over an hour already. Is that about right? <laughs> I'm not uh, actually keeping no, tabs really of the time this, right so now. Yeah, just time yeah absolutely. So, um, yeah. so having a dash it's cam just... is, is key, but it's not potentially not yeah. going to reduce your, one, one... Um, your policy. Yeah. What is the, the key thing? Like, say, <sighs> we've had this question a lot saying, do I install an alarm? If so, which alarm do I do I install? Well. And what well, I say to people is, install a tracker. Is am I saying yeah. the right thing? Yeah, tra- the, the the things with trackers with insurance is 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 if a vehicle is generally a really high value, we would recommend a tracker. So, but the I think you know trackers are awesome. But I think one of the things with the insurance companies is they're only going to help you find it once it's already been stolen. So sure. you know there might already be damage or you know so there there will you know still might be a claim maybe hopefully they'll they'll save 50 60,000 pounds if they can recover the vehicle um mm-hmm. do you know one of the most simplest things that we do say to people um and 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 this is something because you know that especially on the newer vehicles like your transporters and stuff like that the the actual factory fitted alarm and immobilizer is really good do not leave okay. your keys downstairs 
you know, simple as that. If somebody wants your vehicle, they, they break into your house to get the keys. So if you've left it downstairs where they can see them, they can get them without waking you up. So, you know, never keep the keys where people can see them. I can see a, a whole new video coming up with different types of van security and maybe we'll do it with you guys as well yeah but yeah no, absolutely but little no I've, I've heard yeah. of people doing the relays things they've got these yeah. you know smart boxes that will tap into the signal coming from your key yeah. or your wireless and entry then key and, and then it will relay that information to your car and without even touching your house your car or anything else you, you, they, your expensive it, vehicles so. left the driveway Crazy, isn't that? so yeah, no. sat on a laptop on a end of a drive. Is that? Yeah. yeah, like smartphones and an app yeah. and and the piece of equipment, so the pro- black box. Probably to... gone in sixty seconds, sort of stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So, but no, it, it, it's scary, isn't it? You know, and um, I saw a video recently. It wasn't car related. Um, it was something that just came up on YouTube. But you know, there's been a lot of dog thefts. You know, people stealing dogs. You know, again, I don't know if the video was genuine, but um, it was a guy. You know, his his CCTV footage on his house. Um, again, CCTV on your house is quite good. But these two guys knocked on his door, no mask or anything, and he opened the door. This guy clocked him one, tried to nick his dog. Blimey. You know, so generally, if people want something, they'll go to such extraordinary oh, measures sure. to get it. So, so it's the ability to record yeah, and for any, a start, and then yeah. the ability to track yeah, and also keep your keys to yourself. Yeah. Don't, Think, don't... Yeah, things like crook locks and stuff still work, you know, and, you know, anything that, you know, if, if somebody does make the effort of, of trying to break into your house to nick your key, the last thing they'd want to do is faff around with a crook lock you know for example on the steering wheel or the gate locks and uh, there's the safe t pedals they're called as well aren't yeah. they? yeah the big cages that sit around your clutch your accelerator and your brake pedal and, and effectively stop anybody from doing yeah. anything with them unless they were to grind I, the thing off i just think that you know the more expensive the vehicle and, and, and the more attractive you make its feeds the more you want to protect it you know Absolutely. i mean i you know i'm i've always driven old baggers you know I've, you know i've never you know um, people always laugh because you know everybody's got really nice cars, and then there's like this moth-eating old <laughs> thing that I don't. I just like older cars, you know. But yep, they, they never get they never get stolen, you know. It's like yep. you know, and at the moment I've only, you know, my, my daily's like a Ford Focus Titanium, and nobody's going to nick that. So I'm kind of quite lucky on it. But you know, the more you have something nice, the more jealous somebody's going to be, and 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 that, that that's the way to look at it. So. Yeah, um, that's why you're about a lot of the sports stars and stuff getting their vehicles. And Paul Scholes apparently got done for something a while ago. His house got broken into, um, and somebody stole his keys. It was quite a famous story about it happening to Paul Scholes. That somebody... Oh, was that when he decided to tell the world on Instagram or Twitter that he'd left his house to go on holiday for a week? And <laughs> yeah, and, yep. oh, excellent. Yeah, 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 yeah so... ruin your Gerald or one of them or something like that, don't they? Yeah. But that, again, it's really interesting, you know, when you tap on things like social media, you know, how much information people put on social media about what they're doing and where they are. Oh. And, you know, I always like talk to people in the running community, for example, you know, especially, you know, you know, women out running who don't don't post your route. Don't let people know where you're going to be sure. running yeah. at seven o'clock in the morning on your own. It's absolutely crazy because of, you know. The worst can happen. People are going to, you know, keep it yeah. to yourself, you know, and, and Strava, you know, you've got the ability to hide your apps only from, from people who, who you trust, you know, and uh, it also leads back to your house. <laughs> people know where you live and, you know, yeah, yeah. J- just security and stuff. I, I think in the world we live in, you can't be, you, you know, too secure about what you do, about protecting yourself, protecting yourself online. And, you know, I mean, I, I work quite... And your assets. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I work with social media and sometimes, you know, the... 
you know, people put almost their whole life on there, and it's just like you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're telling. It was part of my one of my old jobs actually <laughs> was, was to just... to look into people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, and um, yeah, you'd be surprised um, if you really had to look into someone's life and um, down to the photos that they put on and the the happy birthdays mm. and. You know everything else, and um, yeah, there is there is a scary amount of information you but, can find without really digging. Absolutely, that hard. yeah, and and this is why when we go back to community, why I think that's so important because I I think you know things like Facebook and stuff like that, it it's not real. It it's it's a place you know where you can connect with people, but it it's mm-hmm. not who we are as people. You know, we need to be having that face-to-face connection with people and you know i'm still old-fashioned you know it seems weird now that even shaking somebody's hand is going to feel weird or you know not allowed to do that anymore are you no no when when i when i um uh, the bristol volksfest guys last year they did um a a tiny little event um you know a show and shine thing down at the western supermare um Mm -hmm. helicopter museum it was a really lovely little one day sunday event so i get on really well with the guys and we had to elbow bump (laughs) at the end of it you know there was no handshaking but you know i think it's so important to have that physical contact with people and 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 be face to face and sit around fire pits and i i think facebook is a very easy entity to be unpleasant to each other um you know when it you know i read a comment today somebody was putting if you don't agree with this friend unfriend me you know, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, then, then then unfriend me. And it's like, but, you know, people do have different opinions. It doesn't mean that we can't get on as friends. You know, if we were face-to-face talking, would you say that, you know, face-to-face? You know, Facebook yeah, makes it very easy. So, and, and this is why... But at the same know, time, it's worked out quite quite nice for us personally, you know, in terms of our, our, our business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we like to put stuff out about no, no, our business no. as well, but then we've got to be careful too. Absolutely. So, you know, I think from a business perspective, you know, social media is, is absolutely fantastic and, you know, it, it does help you communicate with people. But, you know, the, the personal element of it, nothing beats it around a fire pit. Mm. You know, you, you, you finish trading a bus fest, you meet up with some friends, you're sat around a fire pit, got a can of beer, you know, nothing is better than that. So, you know, and that's well, what we love. So let's hope we can start doing that this year and especially leading on to and um i almost tended to let's get out and start yeah russell branding you there it's just like no it's 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 really good and it's nice to to be able to chat with you dan and um i i for one can't wait to actually meet you in person and we can go to the shows together and and that goes out to everybody who listens and watches us as well um coming to a show near you soon is not only um you know your friends the community will be there you'll be there and we'll be able to to really start using our camper vans yeah, no, um it'll be nice the same to, time it'll be nice to walk around and see people that have built their vans mm-hmm. from yeah. our videos as well so that'd be nice yeah that's, that's a big thing and um i think what i'd like to do certainly in the future because you and I and Dan and the rest of our um, fans, followers and patrons and things like that, I think we could probably sit down here and chat for a, probably another couple of hours. Yeah, we but could. What I propose we do, <laughs> Dan, because um, I know I have probably about another 100 questions to ask cool. you, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who have got that too. So what I propose we do in the future is maybe do like a YouTube live where okay. we have um, 
coordinated questions that we could answer online and we can put them to you or we can discuss them together yeah, no, on a similar sort yeah. of format and I think that would work out quite nicely. One of our patrons asked for it earlier on one of our posts because they have a couple of ideas for their van and they want to sort of put them to us and let us know yeah, yeah. opinions. Yeah, so, yeah, so a live be... a live thing mm. I think for certain. But um what I'm gonna have to do, I think, what I think what we'll probably do now is, is wrap this up. Yeah, cool. Um, before we do on, go before we do, we need to um mention how people can get in touch with A Yeah, this is it. This is it. Well I was I was about to launch straight into that basically <laughs> because we've got we've got um I don't want to say it's an offer, but we've got a way for people to potentially save on their new policy. If people are listening this long, I congratulate you for a start. But um, actually... Hi, Mum. Yeah. We want to be able to give back. And I know you, obviously, yeah, throughout absolutely. this conversation, yeah. you've spoken about giving back and giving to the community. And the way we'd like to give back is by offering people a um, membership discount. Is Am I right in saying a, that? A, a club membership discount, absolutely. So, a club membership yeah. discount. So, so what would people who are listening... Have to do um, after listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube to um, uh, qualify or enable a potential discount then? Yeah, so what you need to do is just give us a call on our number, which is 01635879910, and just mention Coombe Valley Campers when you call. Simple as that. And then it gets recorded. Perfect. Yeah. And if anybody's got any um, comments or questions as to where to contact you um, or anybody else from the team for yeah, Modified so, Van um, Insurance. We, we, we can have, leave all the yeah, details down below. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can leave it. So um, obviously we've got our Facebook page, um, which I'm under there as Dan Mark Cameron. Um, mm -hmm. Anybody's welcome to that. That's my work Facebook. So anybody's welcome to you know send me a friend request, drop me a private message on that. Happy to answer. Um, we have an Instagram page as well, um, which is a, a plan faction schemes. Um, so there's always places you can just drop us a message and, and we'll be more than happy to help out on it. So anything you're not sure of, send us a question and, and we'll do our best to answer it. So Brilliant. So to reiterate, we give you a call um, and we mentioned Coombe Valley Cambers and you've got potential there for a discount on your quotation Absolutely. for your policy. Is that yeah. correct? Brilliant. Correct. Oh, I can't wait. It's yeah. going to be awesome. So give them back. Um, so those, and it does, it goes out to anybody. Yeah, um, and we'll be putting yeah. a link on our website as well and our social media and mm. I'm sure we can take some lovely little clips out of our conversations out of this podcast to, yeah. to give to people as well and a very 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 quick point obviously when I called up as well we've got a second car there's a little Nissan Micra and I was told to let you know when that is up as well do yeah, you do multi-car? No. yeah we do we do I'm basically APAN are one of the oldest brokers on the market so um, you know this is an each office but we have a scheme for second second cars we do household insurance life just go on the APAN website as well check it out we, we cover pretty much anything so um right. travel insurance whatever you, you mentioned that you go abroad quite a lot we do travel insurance so amazing and, and anything you need so yeah just give us a shout anytime but i've i really appreciate this guys and really enjoyed it no dan you're a superstar up. thank you so much for coming on today um i've really enjoyed that and again i think we could probably Again, when the time comes, sit around a fire, grab a brew, and probably talk until uh, the, the <laughs> wee hours of the night, you know. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be really, really good. And I look Perfect. forward to the next show that we do and we're all sort of uh, chilling out together. Um, but until then, cool. thank you very much, Dan. My pleasure. Thank you very much to A-Plan Insurance. 
Dan, thanks to you, mate, and thanks to, obviously, Ali and Izzy in the background who are running the show and filming everything that we're doing. Um, and to everybody out there listening and watching, thank you very much. This is episode 10, series 1 of the Campervan cast. Um, you've been brilliant. The feedback we've been getting and the reviews has been excellent. If you like this episode or any of the episodes you've listened to or watched, please go ahead and leave a review on either iTunes or Spotify or Google or Amazon, anywhere you listen to. If you've got the opportunity to leave a review, please do, because it, it just helps us out so much. It gets us bumped up. We've had how many downloads have we had, Izzy, in the first nine episodes? Are we getting on to 4,000 downloads, which is... Really cool for we weren't, for, yeah, we weren't expecting anything like that. We're expecting yeah. a few hundred, but we we love this sort of thing and we love um, interacting with people like yourself, Dan, and all of the listeners out there as well. Um, thank you. Cool. No worries. Thank you. Yep, and we'll be back with series. We'll be back for series two, two very soon, and it will be building and modifying your van. Thank you, guys, and we shall see you on the next one. Bye bye.